0: Not Nerd Podcast, Episode One Hundred Fourteen: Space Olympics.
1: Welcome to Episode One Hundred Fourteen of the Not Nerd Podcast. I'm Nate Heath, and I'm here with Mr. Dave Baylor.
0: Dun 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 dun. dun.
1: It's Olympic time, Nate. It is. Can we even say Olympics or are we going to get a copyright notice uh, from Comcast? I don't know. NBC
0: Universal. It's it's probably a registered trademark of the Olympic Committee. I guess we said Super Bowl last week. Whoa, you can't even say it.
1: The Winter Games of the 32nd Olympiad, whatever
0: we're at now. I think we're probably safe. I doubt any of the chairman or anybody listens to the podcast, but you yeah, never know. You never know. I, we picked up a couple more listeners in the UK, I noticed, which oh, is cool, which is closer go. to Po Ying Chang. How do you say that? Sure. Something like that, uh, South Korea. So I've been trying to enjoy- Is
1: that closer to South Korea than here? Yeah, we're going to say it you is. You can go to the Pacific <laughs> Ocean. It depends.
0: Are you going up, down, left, yes, or right?
1: true. True. Uh anyways, we are the Not Nerd Podcast. We're here to talk about better. Olympics. Yes, the Olympics. Uh we'll start off with some follow-up, I guess, on your earlier conversation a minute ago about the Olympics. We had the mm-hmm. opening ceremonies and the competition has begun mm-hmm. and you as a cord cutter, a non-cable TV subscriber <laughs> have been having the fun mission of trying to stream these olympic games tell us what you have experienced i did see a picture i believe on your instagram of (laughs) three amazon kindle fire tablets with three different olympic streams going
0: right and you're like why do you need so many uh devices and i'm like every two years there's either a winter or summer olympics and you can't watch it all it all happens at the same time the coverage in the u.s is usually terrible and like popcorn Blated, style yes. yeah so uh that's the only way to do it is get like 20 surround yourself with a pile of screens and over the years i've collected enough that i can pretty much watch every sport at the same time wow in the entire world that so, sounds amazing yes that was fun so my cord cutting experience what i've discovered it's probably easier and cheaper to just have cable nope fly to South Korea no, and watch yes. the games in person. It's, it's going to be cheaper. It's going to be less frustrating. And you get to go to experience another culture, which yeah. I think would be really great. And it'd only be several thousand dollars, is what, which is what it costs to watch all the games in the U.S. anyway. <laughs> pretty much equal. I don't yeah. have the exact numbers. Yeah. So I tried a couple things. I am not a subscriber to any type of cable service. I have over the air and I have the internet I come to the party with those two things. Yes. I will say, as a slight caveat, I subscribe to Netflix, mm-hmm. which has no Olympic coverage uh, whatsoever. And so Amazon Prime Video? None. None. That I'm aware of. Maybe some old movies that I have. Think
1: Comcast, Olympic... NBC, Universal kind of has it on lockdown. Yeah, they do. For the United States coverage.
0: They do. Uh, but thanks to our friends in Canada, there's one tip I can give to mm. you. <laughs> Might I say a pro tip? If you don't want to spend any money, download Opera's free VPN app for your iPhone. Android people, I can't help you here. I'm sure there are other ways. Download Opera's VPN app. It's a separate app you put on your phone. And you can choose from a couple different countries that you'd like to route all of your internet traffic through. You select Canada. Okay, you with me so far? Yes. Then you go to cbc.ca slash Olympics, which is uh, Canadian Broadcasting Company's Olympic Sports. It's actually might be Sports slash Olympics. Anyway, Google will find it for you. Yes. And they have a website that's got most of the content. It's got some live content, it's got pre recorded, replayed stuff, uh, features. Now, as you can imagine, it's heavily weighted toward the Canadian athletes, which honestly, I kind of like them better. <laughs> They're good people. Yeah. They say sorry a lot. they nice. Thank you. And they're all cheerful people. I like them a lot. Uh, so if you don't mind some of the coverage and sportscasting being heavily towards uh, Canadian athletes, you can watch a lot of stuff yeah. for free. You just It won't let you watch it unless your country of origin is Canada. So that's what the VPN on your oh, phone. Okay. And then it's kind of stuck on your phone. And you're kind of stuck using a web browser. There is a CBC app you can download from the App Store. It is not from the Canadian Broadcasting wow. Company. It's basically an app that r- puts a wrapper around their website. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you might as well just go to their Jeez. website. Uh, anyway, that's I, I'm getting long here, but I think this might be interesting to people because this happens every couple Sounds of years. complicated. Though. It is complicated. And this is why you might say, can I just subscribe to cable and get this yeah. over with? And I would say for those of you with weak wills, yes, that's what you should do. Yes. Uh, What I ended up doing, uh, step two, phase two, I signed up for YouTube TV. I've been keeping the free trial in my back pocket because I didn't want to waste it on just, you know, like I'm busy all week and I can't use the thing. It used to be a 30-day trial. Now they've wisely made it a one-week trial because the Olympics is two weeks. Yes. You know, so it's like you kind of have to pay for it or don't use it all the way. Man, I do not like YouTube's iOS apps. They just don't work well for me. They have these little floaty palettes, and you have to turn it. The interface doesn't turn. It's like you have to Mm -hmm. do everything in portrait mode, and everything's so small. That's kind of – maybe I'm getting older, but small interfaces just tick me off. Yes. I'm like, come on. Our phones get bigger and bigger, and your interface elements get smaller and smaller. What gives, people? Anyway, it's basically like YouTube with a live TV element. It's confusing. You can't find anything. I didn't care. I just wanted a service to connect to my NBC Olympics app, yes, which is their sporting app. It also has golf and regular sports if you're into those type of things. Nerds. <laughs> so you sign into your NBC app with a service provider. My service provider was YouTube TV. Guess what? In our local area, you can watch NBC Olympics coverage, but anything that's on KGW Channel 8 blacked out. Which was 99% of all of Uh, the Olympic coverage. Yeah, because
1: that's where they're showing all the...
0: (laughs) Strike two, okay. I was going, do I go back to Canada here and watch all my stuff? So strike three I tried, and this is what I'm currently doing. I have tentatively and very, uh, what's the word, Uh, carefully... I have very carefully signed up for Hulu's live TV beta okay. service, which costs $40 a month. Whee! That's why I say tentatively and, and hesitantly, I was able to verify that it is the free trial, okay? and I know I like how to cancel all this stuff. I don't want to be dinged for $40 if it's not going to work for me, Yes, but I will report this. I put the credentials in the NBC app. I can watch everything. Okay. There's no wow. restrictions. Mm. I can watch all the KGW stuff. I can watch all the uh, NBC. I almost said Nintendo. The NBC Olympic coverage on their sports channel. Yes, and all that stuff is unlocked. <laughs> then you have to, of course, go through the problem of when is stuff on? Is it live? Am I? I'm watching live NBC, but is the program on the TV pre recorded or is it live in South Korea? tomorrow morning because yes. they're 14 hours ahead of us it's super confusing if you are a person that says i just simply want to watch all figure skating good luck yeah. you've got to map out the schedule you've got to find a service at like a uh, hulu or nbc app that records all the stuff for you i it's a, it's a mess but
1: or just get cable like i have <sighs> and go into the on demand and you can watch it all right there but,
0: but can you yeah but can i you? was today sure
1: yeah. All right. Hopefully well, that I didn't I don't know if they block stuff out or whatever, but since Comcast owns NBC, I would hope since I pay Comcast that I'd be able to watch all the Olympics. You would hope that. I just I wait till I see somebody share something on Facebook that's something cool that happened and go with that. I keep it on in the background, but I just really have, there's not that much exciting stuff going on.
0: I just want to figure it out because one of these years I want to sit down with a plan and I want to say, "Okay, I want to watch Oh, let's pick some random Summer Olympic uh women's beach volleyball. I just yeah. randomly picked randomly. that. Not that I would watch yeah. that. Uh filth. Yes. Um so women's beach volleyball. Like what if I want to watch every match? It is really tough to do. Why would you want to watch every Why match? Why not? I don't know. You just want to I watch, watch the, that
1: kind of time. You just want to watch my the medal
0: events. And that's I want to
1: watch highlights. I'm a highlights guy. I don't need to watch every yeah. minute of the competition. Well, maybe
0: that's what I need to do is convert myself into a highlights guy. Yeah. And just stick with it. Well,
1: that wraps up yeah. episode 114. That was of really the long. Olympians. Yes. Well, I'm podcast. sorry
0: to take so long in this, and the rest of our show is going to, to be much condensed because of that. But uh, the state of cord cutting is still it's, very confusing.
1: I do not advise it unless you are in for what Dave just described going through to get any of your TV to be able to get the channels you want and all that kind of stuff because it just – get Comcast and make sure you keep on them to get a good deal, which I need to call them up and say, hey, I'm going to quit unless you give me a discount because my prices went up after the year. Mm-hmm. But, man, having Comcast and the X1 DVR, it was my pick of the week way back, and I it is so nice to have. Very good. Um, one of the things tech-related, in the opening ceremonies of the Olympics, they had this extravagant – it was a world record drone show during mm. – supposedly during the – I opening. haven't even
0: seen it yet. Oh,
1: my goodness. I haven't even seen
0: I saw a clip.
1: Yes. <laughs> An animated YIF. Uh so they had – it was like 1,400 dr- – it was a new world record of the most drones. They're the special Intel drones <laughs> that are controlled by one person, and it yeah. kind of just does the swarm, but it made the Olympic rings. Well, Those guys
0: have as many drones as I have Kindle Fire tablets.
1: Yeah, almost equal. The funny thing is, is they were like – They actually said during the NBC broadcast, they really filmed this back in December because they weren't sure what the weather would be like. Everything
0: I saw looked like this is not live, and it might even be a computer rendered thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think they probably did some computer rendering. But they did have over a 1,000 drones that went flying through the sky and up onto the snow hill. It looked really cool. 1,218 Mm. was what was in the hive. Now, I heard somebody discussing this on another podcast, and they were talking about how... They saw something similar. Intel did a show, maybe mm-hmm. it was during CES at yeah, one of the Vegas did. hotels, and he stuck around afterwards. This was somebody retelling the story and watched the crew from Intel that came through and. Uh, scooped dead drones out of the like <laughs> water. I think it was at the Bellagio or something. Yeah. They integrated it. Yeah. And I mean, when you have that many drones flying, you're going to have some that they, just...
0: The battery explodes, compete. the birds hit them, yeah. they just crap out. The numbers
1: out. are just there, so they yeah. had a crew. So I'm sure they're still finding drones <laughs> through this yeah. uh, thing at
0: the Olympics. Wow, that's very interesting.
1: Yes. Speaking of records, <laughs> Android, we talk about the mobile operating systems on iPhone, it's iOS. On Android, or on Get all it right. those phones. Get it right, Nate. All these other phones, it's the Android operating system. So we've discussed this many times. The current version of the Android operating system is Oreo. They okay. go by letters. So okay. LMNO is where they're at
0: now. No wonder everybody has type 2 diabetes. Yes. Everything's candy.
1: So this report says... You would think, oh, maybe they're talking about how large Oreo's share has become. No, Nougat, which is
0: N, has
1: now passed Marshmallow as the most used Android version.
0: Which Marshmallow came first.
1: Yeah, so Marshmallow was, the let's say, the 2015 version. Okay. And then Nougat came out in 2016. Oreo in 2017. Well, now... A year and a half after Nougat came out, it finally passed Marshmallow, which is the 2006 or 2015 version. Right. So what? they so basically all this to say Android, you don't get updates, and that's the biggest problem. We talk about it just about every week. You're not getting any updates to your devices, and they're all running these older devices. So even when Google comes out at their big developers conference says, You're gonna get all these new features in Android Oreo, and then Nobody gets it. Uh, you can see here on the pie chart. I mean, it doesn't say in this article, but it's, I think they just passed 2% of devices are running Oreo. 2%. That's crazy. iOS, on the other hand, you have iOS 11, which is the current version, came out about the same time, a little bit after Oreo, is now at 65% of iOS devices. Wow. iOS 10 is at 28%, leaving just. on earlier levels. Now, with Android, it's about 80% are on Nougat or earlier. So at least a a year-and-a-half-old operating system. Most of them never get any kind of security updates, and there are so many issues with Android we were talking last week, that story we had about all of the apps that they had to pull out of the app store because yeah. they found it's how many t- hundreds of thousands yeah. of malicious
0: apps. Tens of thousands of developers and 100,000 apps. Yes. So sorry to hate on Android every week, but. It's know.
1: just reality, and it's, it's an easy way to look at it and see how outdated the operating system is. And for developers, that's why a lot of them don't want to develop for Android because they, they're having to develop. I mean, Lollipop. From two thousand fourteen is still over twenty five percent according to this chart,
0: well, you know what they developers have to do is say we only support the latest operating system, yeah,
1: and then you don't just don't get the apps, yeah less it says in there at the very end of the article, somebody said uh, Oreo is at about one percent adoption rate, so mm-hmm. one out of a hundred people with an Android device are on the latest operating system and have all the updates.
0: And Apple, pretty much anybody's device that can support the latest one has it. Yeah, And there's a lot of people running the beta, which isn't even out yet. <laughs>
1: yes, true. Their future <laughs> yeah. numbers are higher than yeah. Oreo's current numbers. The HomePod we talked about a, a couple of weeks ago, it came out this past week. All the reviews came out. And it really kills me to hear so many of the reviews talking about what the HomePod isn't. I watched a video today on YouTube from one of these reviewer guys on YouTube, and he went on for 10 minutes and talked about everything that wasn't on it. He spent probably about a minute and a half of his 10-minute video trying to get his Google Home device because he was trying to compare them, trying to get that to wake up, and I'm like...
0: And he left it in the video?
1: Yes, he left it in the video. (laughs) He talked about... How he couldn't get his HomePod to connect to any of his devices, so he waited on hold for two hours with Apple, which how you could wait on for two hours with Apple, it's usually – they'll call you back.
0: I called support on, an, on another issue doing like a, a business volume yeah. purchase thing. or you had, I had to talk to a – actually, it was to become a, a, a developer. Oh, if yes. If you're a nonprofit, you can get – you can bypass Be the fees. part of the developer set, program. Yeah, yeah. I told you about that. Anyway, the whole process – from start to finish it took less than two wow. hours and it was me like stepping away and going to lunch and coming back and calling this person back. And it's like,
1: so and this, like the title of this guy's video was like home pod, don't buy it. And then, but there was no real reasons. He didn't even talk about the sound. Now here's what I will say. I love these reviewers. They will all say the sound is amazing. Yeah. It's $350. I'll uh, put a link in the show notes. It kind of, take snippets from a bunch of the different reviews mm-hmm. but if you're looking for some amazing audio quality and you're in the apple ecosystem check out the home because from what everybody i mean people that are huge Everyone. audiophiles they're going crazy about the audio quality on this thing so
0: and and people may bulk at the 350 dollars price what does an apple watch cost
1: 350
0: what is airpods cost One sixty, Yeah. So when you put it in context of other Apple devices that people just drop money on willy nilly, it's like, Oh, I need an Apple watch or I need AirPods they are great. I heard they're great. $350 for a great sounding speaker is good. And the only negative thing that I would point out there is I don't really need this feature, but I can see why people are complaining that it doesn't have an auxiliary input port. So if you just wanted to be like, you know what? I'm going somewhere. I'm going to the lake house and I just want to, Bring a speaker, you couldn't really do that and plug in like an old iPod or something like that, but most people are going to be able to connect to it via Bluetooth and yes. it's not going to be an issue. so if they were going to include anything, it would be that, but guess what they took the headphone jack off of the phones yeah, why would so they why would they put it on yeah it's thing. like it's a technology that they're not wanting to support anymore, so yeah. from that angle, it makes perfect sense why it's not there and
1: but. just the the experience. They know if you have an iPhone that works Mm -hmm. with the HomePod, they can give you a great experience for pairing it up, for utilizing it, for using the Apple Music They can make that work right. Where when you have the audio in, is there a problem? Is there bad? You know, there's
0: just – Yeah, is the cable bad? Yeah,
1: and I was thinking about this. I think it was in relation to the HomePod this week and just hearing all these reviews and people just – Talking about, well, how could they possibly do this? Why did they leave out the audio in? And I was thinking about it. And Apple, they'll often do things that we think are a bad idea. Mm Mm-hmm. But Apple never does anything that they haven't thought through. They have a reason behind why they do something. It's not like, oh, geez, we're shipping these things and we forgot to put the audio in line. Or like, oh, that costs two cents to put that audio in line. We're not going to put it in. Or I don't use that,
0: so nobody else should use it. That's not what they're thinking. And
1: again, when you're in the tech bubble, most tech people are very particular about – you know, they want to be able to do every single possible thing and be able to do this and connect this and connect everything. Whereas Apple, they really just want to provide you with a good overall experience. Mm-hmm. And I think with the HomePod, they've done it. They're very middle things, of the road. Yes, experience. Yes. That it doesn't have every single connection. But I guarantee they put a lot of thought into what they were going to allow, especially for the initial offering software. Mm-hmm. They could change stuff as far as what apps work with it and that kind of thing. Yeah. But it's, yeah, I'm i excited to hear one. A friend got one, and I wasn't able to make it over to do a listening party mm-hmm. yet, but hopefully by next week. Uh, which brings us to Crypto watch. <laughs> we got a couple stories
0: this week. There's so many. We're just at <laughs> the glaze over these things. I know.
1: Visa and MasterCard, uh, they're making it harder to buy cryptocurrencies. I've got an article there. It's just like with online gambling. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same kind of thing. Visa and MasterCard. Make it very hard to put your money into online gambling stuff just because of the risk mm-hmm. involved. And, and they, they just end up don't getting sued and have yes. to refund all the money anyway. It's not worth them. Their lawyers and their insurers are saying, you know what? Uh, this is not a good idea to be able to do this. Uh, Reddit, for those of you that are on the Reddit train, mm-hmm. Butcoin. <laughs> Yes. It's a new subreddit that just kind of makes f- uh, f- fun of Bitcoin and the other. I found other.
0: that. It's hilarious. I started following their Twitter feed, and I think I'm, they, they're very vocal, yes. and they post a lot. So I might have to stop uh, doing that.
1: Yeah. So if you're on Reddit, go check out Butcoin. <laughs> It'll be entertaining for you. If anything. Uh, so Berkeley...
0: The down school. in California, mm-hmm. yes,
1: they are very progressive, and they are actually looking at releasing their own cryptocurrency <laughs> just to be able to fund and support their forward thinking. We are the most nonpartisan tech podcast on the internet, um, but Berkeley, they are—I think—they're out there, and I think if you are going for a cryptocurrency, you might have missed the train a little bit.
0: Yeah, that was like the a-
1: current that if you were. Last fall, you might have gotten in on some making some money, but hey, more power to them if they can change the world through their Berkeley coin or whatever Mm -hmm. they're going to call it the hippie coin, (laughs)
0: the the Birkin coin,
1: (laughs) Birkin coin. Um. This is the article no, you found.
0: No stock. Birkins stock. Yeah, it's like, yes. yeah. Why, why did I even have to change that? Yeah,
1: just Birkenstock. stock. We just that one's for free <laughs> Berkeley. Just give us one of your coins. Um, you found an article that there was that, and it was actually the same one that we have legally on our site where you can opt in. Yeah. To mine coins, which we're not even really bothering with anymore. <laughs> We'd forgotten about it. But the. The version where it could just be hidden in code, it yeah. was found on more than 4,200 websites, yep. including UK, US, and Australian government sites. <laughs> now, how it worked was it was code in like a WordPress plug-in type thing for the yeah. website that a lot of websites used for blind people or visually impaired people to be able to interact with the website okay. easier.
0: And so these government – Website developers would go out, find the plugin to put on the yeah, website. They're
1: like, Hey, we've got to make this accessible. I just yeah. worked on a website project where we had to go through that. And I learned a lot about it but whoever, so they don't know if it was malicious, somebody outside of these plugin makers, or if it was somebody at the plugin company going, hey, if we sneak this in there yeah. for a couple of weeks, we could make a lot of money. So 4,200 websites had updated their plugin. This little piece of code was in there where it just automatically. Yeah. The nice thing about the cryptocurrency mining is it's not too malicious. It's using up the yeah. the processor and the memory on your computer to, mm-hmm. while you're on the website. Yeah. But um, these ones, it goes away once you leave the website. A lot of antivirus and firewalls and stuff are blocking it now yeah. um, just because a lot of these are – even with our legal version on mm-hmm. our website, a lot of stuff will block it now.
0: Yeah. The bad part is is that they're not really disclosing it. Yes. It doesn't yeah. hurt the yeah. user. It's not hurting the user. It's just taking advantage of the user.
1: Being a little shady behind it. Very shady. So that wraps up. Oh, we got to look at the crypto, what Bitcoin is at this week. It is currently at $8,499.11 per Bitcoin. So if we look at a week, it's actually gone up about 6% over the last week from where we were at last recording. But if we still look, if we look over the last month, it's down $5,000 per Bitcoin or 37%. So it's really it hasn't come back from this slump. This slump. Um and let's look at the couple of the other coins that we've talked about. So that Tron coin that the guy told me to get on that was eight, it's actually back up to four point five cents. I think it was at three point five last <laughs> yeah. week. Oh wow. Um, it's up a penny. All the cryptocurrencies are down and I don't think Hopefully you didn't buy in December, like we kind of suggested. We're no professionals, but yeah. I saw that it looked like a bubble. I couldn't guarantee it, but we are definitely way down mm-hmm. from the height. It was at like twenty thousand, and it's down, uh, you know, down just over, or it's right at eighty five hundred, so less than half of the height of the craze. So hopefully, hopefully we can start filtering the crypto watch segment out. That is my goal of the yeah. podcast, because really.
0: It's the trend's going away.
1: Yes. Uh, The trend that is not going away is Dave's Pro Tip of the Week. (laughs)
0: i got a million of them, Nate. I know you do. What am I going to talk about this week?
1: That's why we started this podcast, because we had so much knowledge to share.
0: That's right. And I'm never just pulling stuff out of the hat. No. I plan. You've
1: got it. You've got lists and lists all (laughs) over the room. It's like a crime scene in here. It
0: is. Well, I'm going to make this one very short this week, because we went on and on about the Olympics. So quickly, I'm going to show our iOS users how to free up space automagically, I might say on their iOS devices. So here's how you do it. You first take out your handy dandy trusty iPhone and we couldn't, we couldn't do anything like free up space without heading to our favorite app called settings. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So then you want to go to iTunes and app stores. It'll be on the main page there under settings. And then you turn on this feature called offload unused apps. So, what this does is if you've, like you and me, and we go through and we download every app we find, it's free. It's like somebody says, here's a game or whatever. And then we don't open it for like six months. Yeah, The OS is smart enough to just kind of jettison that app. It leaves it on your screen, but it deletes it to free up space on your device for videos or yeah. pictures or other apps that you're using or other data. Um, and then when you want to use it, the sad part is, is you have to, It quickly re-downloads it. And if you're at a place where you don't have great Wi-Fi or you don't want to use your data, it's not always the most convenient thing. But it prevents you from deleting it and then forgetting that the app ever existed again. Uh, You can keep it on your device and go, oh, yeah, I downloaded that a few months ago. I'm going to try it out again. So that's how you do it. And so if you reinstall an app later, the documents – this is the advantage. All the documents that you've created – any metadata, any things you've downloaded like within the app, those are retained. They're backed up. That's so nice. if, you're, if it's a game, you don't lose your high scores. If it's a word processing app, you don't lose any of your documents. If it's a you know, a note-taking app, all your notes are still yeah. there. If you delete the app, those things go with the app. This way... You free up space, and it retains all the stuff. So that is freeing up space automatically, and I added the automagically because I just think that's a better word when we're talking about Apple's behind-the-scenes things. Some of the things are very magical in the way they work.
1: Good tip because people do run out of space. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's move on to our takes for the week. Uh, very quickly, you've found an article, and it is just best drawing apps for iPad Pro.
0: I'm always looking for what is the best of. like yeah. I'm,
1: A good, concise, yes. just what we were just talking about with apps. Yeah. You want to find the best apps, which isn't always easy to no. do. So you found this article, got yep. some good. Uh, the iPad Pro, you can use the Apple Pencil, which I have. Yep. I don't do a lot of drawing, but when I have done it on there, it is Auto magical <laughs> it just works great. it works so great, and I have some friends that are great artists and I've seen a lot of people that can do some really mm-hmm. amazing things with the iPad pro and the apple pencil so
0: if you are an iPad pro owner, either the nine point seven older version nine point seven inch older version, the twelve point nine nine inch or the newer ten and a half inch version of the iPad pro. Check this out. If you're into art, look at these apps. Yeah. Many of them are very inexpensive, and you can have a lot of fun if you also have the Apple okay, cool. Pencil. Just a reminder, the Apple Pencil only works on iPad Pro, yes. so don't think you're going to cheap out and get the cheap $330 uh, iPad, get an an Apple Pencil, and make this work. You have to have the Pro machine.
1: Nice. Yeah, there's some good ones in that list. I'm gonna have to go download yes. some more apps. We yeah. need to do revisit our seeing how many next week yeah. we will visit our iPhones <laughs> and see how many apps we have. Mine is getting out of hand. Mine as well. So maybe we'll do some work on that. This past week, SpaceX, Elon Musk's mm-hmm. space company, he created the Falcon Heavy rocket ship. I don't know yeah. what we call it.
0: I, I think Rocket is the Rocket. Yeah.
1: This amazing <laughs> rocket. And they did the launch, and it's called the Falcon Heavy because this is a heavy payload rocket. It's not just uh, one man and a monkey going to the space station. This is satellites, the whole shebang. So they did the launch Monday or Tuesday, I forget, and the payload on this to prove how well it did on this spaceship attached is Elon Musk's very (laughs) own Tesla, his original collectors i mean that's things worth some serious money yeah his tesla car was connected and so the first part of it they did the launch and then the initial booster rockets there's three of them that get it up to where you know up to the atmosphere yeah up to to that thing in the sky
0: space the moon zone or something (laughs) i don't know yes the
1: moon zone (laughs) These rockets are reusable. This is one of the most yeah. amazing things about SpaceX. So there's video of them, actually, the two two of the three landing in synchronization, synchronized yeah. landing back on the launch pad. The other one had an issue and was in the ocean <laughs> somewhere.
0: Yeah. The thing about this Falcon Heavy, it's basically three of his rockets – duct tape together yes, (laughs) and they all go up together and they're able to handle a lot of weight as you mentioned, but yeah, they jettison much like the space shuttle. It used to jettison the two booster rockets and they would fall into the ocean and be ruined. Yes. Um, These can retroactively come back down and land synchronously on pads. They're back at the space uh, port. And then the big one that's in the middle it lands out in the ocean because it goes farther and longer Uh, it's burning longer. And so it's getting, you know, it's the things going, you can see the speedometers like 1200 kilometers, you know, 1,500, 2,000, 25 – I mean just accelerates the yes. entire trip. It's accelerating. So it's way out there. And so they have a barge in the middle of the ocean okay. that it's supposed to land on. And it didn't and And yeah, sometimes it lands on it. Two out of three, it, three ain't <laughs> bad. It ain't bad. So – and yeah. the, then the second
1: part that was amazing on this story. So it gets up there. The The spaceship gets up <laughs> outside of the atmosphere. And he's got strapped on it his Tesla with a spaceman in the driver's yeah. seat. So he has this live camera streaming to YouTube <laughs> of this spaceman in a Tesla with the earth in the background. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's inspiring r- the best advertising ever. He, and then he's got, he had a toy Tesla on the dashboard with a tiny spaceman in that. <laughs> I mean, just the thinking and the fun that he had with this project. Yeah. And then it was playing David Bowie on the, in yeah. the is our life stereo, on Mars? And, Cause that's I mean, where it's headed. Amazing. It's headed to orbit yes. Mars. Yes. For, yeah. So for that's kind of, this is the initial flight to Mars. And I mean, just, Crazy, but you 've got to go check out this video we 'll have a link in the show yeah. notes of the Earth in the background, and he just had all these cool little things and it 's great made on Earth by humans. I think it yeah. said on the side of the thing, and it was really good uh, so we'll we 'll see the live feed cut off it ran out of batteries or whatever to keep that going, but once it gets out further to mars i 'm sure it'll however they fake <laughs> that stuff they 'll. <laughs> Create some Photoshop pictures. Yes, of the, however they fake it. The moon however, landing guy. However He'll they did it. Hire him again. To, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that's a whole nother podcast that we've discussed many times before. Another big news, big trend this week is soap cutting. <laughs> now, this reminds me, again, going back to Reddit.
0: Now, did you is, know about this before I posted the article? I actually
1: did see a video today <laughs> okay. of soap cutting. So there are some – I believe the subreddit is called something like um, – extremely pleasing or something like that. There's a couple different ones. Oddly satisfying. Oddly satisfying where they just have these videos, extremely pleasing, (laughs) oddly satisfying. (laughs) That's a different one. Don't go to that one. (laughs) Don't go to that one. (laughs) (laughs) Be careful on Reddit, folks. Yes. Um, But just these videos of these things where just, you know, beautiful videos or doing something just extremely precise. And so this new trend, uh, (laughs) we'll see how much of a trend it is, is people cutting soap and just like, slicing off these perfect slivers. They have a nice, sharp, slivers. a nice
0: sharp knife and they have a bar of soap which is very soft and they just cut it. And there's a, a weird sound that kind of goes with it's it. It's very
1: similar to the ASMR, the audio stuff where yeah. the video's on YouTube where these people talk into these crazy <laughs> microphones and it just really stimulates your brain.
0: ASMR. <laughs> yes, sounds like, sounds like those an NPR people. ad.
1: Um, but yeah, so go check out some soap cutting videos. An interesting one that I'll want to get into some more. I'm sure we'll be hearing more of this is there's an app called fake app. It's not a phone app. It's actually on your computer. Yeah. But this guy created it because there's this new trend of people morphing like one of the big ones that they have a video in this article is Nicholas Cage because everybody loves Nick Cage. Nick Cage is great. And so they're taking Nick Nick Cage's face and they're morphing it onto other actors' faces in movies. Right. Now – the reason why this came up in the news this week is there are some very controversial videos with attractive young female celebrities being morphed onto videos that are less than family friendly. They're not wholesome. So those are being banned everywhere. But I think this stuff's really interesting because, you know, it used to be, we could believe a picture even though, you know, moon landing and stuff like that. (laughs) Call back. Um, You know, Photoshop. We know stuff can be Photoshop. Audio, people can do imitations. You know, you hear something on the radio and it was somebody doing an imitation. Well, video was kind of one of the last things where you – it's hard like to CGI, fake video. It's hard to Like CGI, you can tell most of the time in the movies.
0: And with the grain of the video, like if these UFOs were the biggest ones, yes. it's like it's a VHS tape and there's a UFO and it's people would tear it apart and be like, "Well, you can clearly see that there's pixels in this area yeah. that don't match over here. Or this is duplicated." But now with this technology and these algorithms, yeah. There's going to be a point and I think I brought this up before. There's this show uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Running Man. Do you remember this? Yes, yes. And there's a scene in there where he he's bucking the system. He doesn't want to fight. He wants to escape or whatever. He's a prisoner and is forced to fight. He doesn't want any part of it, so he kind of escapes. And, spoiler out there for you yeah. who haven't seen The Jeez. Running Man from like 1981 or something like that. But he, they say, you're not going to fight? Fine. And they map his face on the body of a virtual actor and the guy he's supposed to fight, and they have like this fight, and then it shows him get killed. And so they're like, problem solved. He's just yeah. dead. Yeah. You know, he didn't escape. Meanwhile, he's really escaped. But the thought was at that time, man, how many years away are we from being able to stick that? It's like not a lifetime away. No. This is going to be science yeah. fiction. But here I am, you know, 30 years later, and I'm watching video of Nick Cage on. Uh, Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's his face. Yeah. It's like, well, they pretty much have done it.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. And you think, I mean, you can think about like Snapchat filters. They have the very rudimentary and you can yeah. definitely tell on that, but that's happening live on your phone. Yeah. Which, this guy that created this app, you put a little bit of work into it. You get some different pictures of the actor or whoever yeah. you want. I saw one too, where it was uh, Obama mm-hmm. and the guy, it was a side-by-side video. The guy had created a thing where he was just talking, but it was, Projecting on Obama's face, and then if you just match the audio, which Adobe has the Photoshop of audio now, they Mm -hmm. say with enough sound clip they can recreate somebody's voice. Right. So this all goes to say you can't believe anything anymore. (laughs) But you can't believe the Not Nerd podcast. That's right. We're here, one
0: hundred percent CGI free. Yes. With for now (laughs)
1: until we can recreate ourselves and play video games while a podcast episode records itself. Yes. Great technology, the Apple Watch. We both have one, and we talk about it often. We have the original models. They're getting a little tired. A little slow. Yes. battery's not as great as it used to be. But with the new heart rate sensor that they have in the newer versions, they're saying that they can actually detect early stages of diabetes Mm -hmm. through the heart rate you know irregularities whatever it takes
0: whatever the symptoms are it can pick it up so
1: we're not doing real diabetes monitoring the you know glucose any of that stuff at this point there's rumors that that stuff's coming yeah but this is just being able to so you by you just wearing the apple watch
0: it's like a behavioral it could say
1: thing. hey you know what you might want to schedule something with your doctor you've been eating a lot of candy
0: hearts for valentine's <sighs> day yes, guilty i think what it it does. It's like, oh, he's at the fridge because I can tell he's opening it. Oh, yeah. And then he's tipping his watch up to his mouth. This guy.
1: There's probably a secret camera on the Apple Watch that's taking a picture of everything you put in your mouth.
0: Which You know what they need is that they need a smell, a no. sm- little smell sensor that can detect what you're eating. Yes. It's like you're like at Applebee's. You need to get out of that place.
1: Or just have something that every time you walk close to a C's candy or the candy aisle at <laughs> yeah. the grocery store or Taco Bell. Yeah. Not that we, we would never go to Taco Bell PDX Fast if, Foodie if before this episode. If there were a
0: Taco Bell alarm for your watch, it'd be going off all the time. Yes,
1: I would be in trouble. But the Apple Watch, there's some exciting stuff coming. The scary stuff on the video face morphing stuff. Yeah. Exciting stuff on the health front yeah. with this technology that oh, we're wearing every there's day. There's
0: so much. There, there's going to come a a time in the future where you have no excuse to not be healthy. Yeah. It's like if you're the way you are because you refuse everything that could be known about your chemical makeup and health is going to be known and it's just going to be all up to you. So sorry people, personal (laughs) responsibility.
1: Hey, let's not get into that.
0: (laughs) Then we already use our clip for the most (laughs) non-partisan tech podcast on the internet.
1: This is true. Uh, more smart devices intel this is that they had the drone story at the olympics and they yeah. also have been showing off some new smart glasses now we had the google hmm. glass before yeah. which Was way too nerdy and way too early. People weren't ready to accept it. Mm -hmm. We had the Snapchat spectacles, which were not smart glasses (laughs) at all and a complete flop. Flop. People, that was just something for the tech bubble. They got their article quota in for a while. Yeah. And then they went away. Well, these new Intel glasses, I heard uh, on The Verge, their podcast, they were talking, one of the guys got to wear them. So it does some sort of super low level laser onto your. Eyeball
0: what? So
1: for a very tiny display, <laughs> no, yeah, that's not.
0: That can't be safe.
1: Apparently, I
0: watched the Mark and Todd cast, and they clearly said you're not supposed to shine lasers in your yes. eyeball.
1: Well, they are science professionals over there. They are, um, but. Apparently, this thing, they've found a laser that's low enough, so it actually projects. So it's you're not going to watch movies on this, but again, kind of like the Apple Watch, it could give you just a quick text message notification, a calendar hmm. alert, that kind of thing where it would just quickly, and I saw a picture of these things. They look very normal. They're not like the Google Glass, which are- Yeah, you they know, look like regular they You're not glasses. looking like Data from <laughs> Star Trek Next Generation.
0: I think you're meaning Geordi LaForge. No, but- didn't Data have
1: some- <laughs> No. No. Oh, Data didn't have the glasses. I try so hard to be <laughs> no. be Chelsea, your friend with your Star Trek. You guy and know. I can talk. I've let my wife down again. Um, <laughs> Jordy LaForge in his you know super space goggles.
0: It's kind of unibrow. His goggle. Kanye
1: West glasses. <laughs> I'll get my music references correct. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So these things, there's no really timeline on them, but they do have working examples that people have used and said that it is a much better experience. So it kind of can give you an idea. This stuff's not, I mean, it just makes sense. If we could have, if I don't have to look at my wrist, if I can just, <laughs>
0: now if it's always
1: got the time up in the corner of the glasses and then it just shines on my eye.
0: <laughs> Where have we, so far we've fallen. It's like, Oh, I don't want to pull my phone out of my pocket. I got to look at my wrist. I don't want oh, to computer. I don't, don't want to look at my wrist. Cause it can just shine in my eyeball. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Why not? And I'm
0: thinking here, Intel needs to stop making drones and stop making glasses and fix their chips, don't
1: they? (laughs) No, I think they've just given up on chips. They see the writing on the wall and they're like, hey, we better make drones and glasses because our chips are getting scary and they're not getting fast (laughs) enough. We need to diversify.
0: Yeah, I think that's the plan.
1: Um, And here we go. It's funny how naturally we get these groups of like-minded stories. It was Apple a couple weeks ago. We read
0: the same news.
1: Well, yes, but the topics per week – There is a smartwatch that is going to be available in the U.S. It's over in Asia already. It's the Amazfit Blip.
0: Come on, Bip. (laughs) What Amazfit Bip?
1: It's only now. Here's the advantages. It is only a hundred dollars. And the battery life, you get 30-plus days. So you get a month of battery life. Wow. Now, it's a very simple watch. It does have a little bit of the health monitoring. Now, it's not made by Apple, so it's not going to work perfectly with an iPhone. But they do have an app, so it can sync data. So it's more going to be like the Pebble smartwatches, which we had before the Apple Watch was available. Mm -hmm. Very simple, but it is a smartwatch. You'll get some of your notifications and stuff. And for some people... Both the $100 price tag and the 30-day battery life are going to be huge, huge benefits. I was just watching something today. They were comparing uh, the Apple Watch versus the Android Wear watches, which Mm -hmm. is kind of their standard for making watches on the Android side. And they were talking about that with most of the Android Wear watches, you're getting two to three hours of battery life. Yes.
0: How is that even a thing?
1: Because they're not Apple, and they're not good at designing (laughs) stuff. But who would buy one? I was really surprised. Yeah, people with Android watches that – or Android phones that want the watch that work with it. But I guess the battery – which I've heard on Android phones as well. The battery life is not good unless you have a huge phone with a huge battery in it. Hmm. Um, But, yeah, so this Fit Bip, we'll see, $100.
0: It's like they were trying to copy something. I don't know, maybe the Fitbit? (laughs) Yeah,
1: Exactly. (laughs) Uh, it looks very much like the Apple Watch. I think they actually had one of these. Somebody had one on the Twit network, and they were using it and just starting to test because they were just able to get it. But
0: I like the Pebble platform, so if it's like yeah. that, it's going to be cool.
1: Yeah, $100. Uh, check it out. A security story, we'll get that in. The Mac Update is a website that's been around forever where you can – They kind of they offer, I think, a paid service for all your apps to kind of mm-hmm. keep updated – and it was around long before the Mac App Store, you know, where we kind of have these App Store experiences that are much better Yeah, now. they
0: consolidated all the apps and shareware apps and stuff. So you can just go there, search for what you wanted, and download them. But.
1: Yes. Uh, but they – and they've had some issues over the years. But a couple of their apps had, back to CryptoWatch, some crypto miners installed that were kind of bundled in. So when you – Downloaded whatever application. So Firefox was one of them. You go to Mac Update and you're like, oh, I need Firefox. So you download it, you install it. Well, it also installs a crypto miner. Now this one's a little more malicious because it's sticking, mm-hmm. it's not just when you're on the web page, it's sticking on there. So there's a couple other apps too. Onyx, which is a great free utility that yeah. everybody recommends for well Mac known. computers. But somehow, somewhere along the road. These crypto miners got batched in with the software. So you said it well in our show notes when you put this in there is go to the source when you're downloading something. Make sure you're getting it from the right spot.
0: Yep. Never, ever download an app from a third-party website, one of these aggregators. Yeah. Always, if you're going to get, heaven forbid, if you need to download Adobe Flash, go to Adobe's website. Don't uh, get it from... Adobe Flash Updater 2.0.com. Oh, yeah.
1: Some of those are so shady. There are a couple good ones, but for the amount that you guys – are if you're somebody that's setting up 100 computers a day, talk to me. I'll give you an option. But if you're just – if you mm-hmm. get a new computer every 5 to 10 years like most people, go to the actual website, get it, get the real download, yep. or go through the Apple – App Store, if you have lucky enough to have an Apple laptop or whatever. Go to Microsoft's
0: website. Go to Apple's. Go wherever. Don't go to these shady sites. Please.
1: Um, Which also brings us to, you found a fun little image on one of our favorite topics, fake news. And this was a little bookmark, it looks like.
0: Yeah, some person found this, and I'm trying to find it now. Yeah, somebody found this at a local library and posted it on Reddit, and I thought it was really good to remember this. And let's just read it real quickly. And so to protect yourself from fake news, let's say you're in Facebook and you're reading all these articles and you're like, well, that headline sounds great. I'm going to share that. Well, here are a couple tips. Does the headline sound unrealistic? Don't believe everything you read. Check the URL. That's a little address that shows up in the top of your browser. Does it have weird stuff? Like, for example, instead of Microsoft.com, you know, plus the article link, is it something like microsoft dot malaysia dot u k dot com dot s yes. a or whatever is it does it look weird like just check it out uh also check the author's credentials if someone says anonymous written by anonymous or there's nobody credited skip it it's like you don't have to believe that yeah. garbage uh make sure the headline or the picture matches and so is it donald Trump killing a penguin or something like that and then the articles doesn't even mention donald Trump in yes. it or something like that. And here's one, uh, consult and compare competing sources. So it's exactly, Donald Trump's killing 500 penguins a day for his uh, petting zoo or something like that. It's like, really? Is there another article that corroborates that or is that just some crazy thing? Fact check stories with sites like this, and this is great, Snopes.com, Politico, and PolitiFact. Those are kind of whistleblower type uh, fake news I don't Checkers. know what you call them. Yeah, they check check the stuff out there first. Yeah. You know, if you think if you think it could be true that Donald Trump's killing penguins, go there and they'll let you know. Dig deeper. This is easy. Just follow up. If, if someone quotes something or yeah. says something's true, just don't take it firsthand. Uh look it up and see if it's it's believable or not. Beware online filter bubbles. Now this is a one that I think all of us can fall into. And this is where we show we have it set up to show only items that we're Interested in, or that we like. So let's say we're into uh, some type of, well, I'll call it a crypto diet. It's a special diet on crypto that's just the best, or whatever. And the only thing we're ever seeing are positive things about crypto diet. It makes you sexy, healthy, beautiful. Your hair is awesome. And there might be ten thousand other articles about this new diet that could cause cancer. It comes to your house and punches your dog in the face, yes. or whatever. But you're not seeing it because. You've got your filter set to just positive crypto diet articles. And then finally, uh, be open-minded and ask questions. Yeah, The story is is always more complicated and has more details than you could ever imagine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. These are great things for just life in general, not just the internet. I did find the source for this, and they do have the bookmarks. I think we're going to buy... 100 packs so that we can give them out to Those you, are great. nerdies or noddies, as Todd <laughs> would like us to be called. There is a discussion on our great Facebook group between Jared and Todd on uh, whether or not we should be called the nerdies or the noddies. And uh, so we should vote on that. Well,
0: that's about this time of the week. So I should probably look at Facebook and see what's going on there. So yes, thanks for the tip on that.
1: Yes, you're one time a week. Okay, well, that brings us to our Picks of the Week. week. No fake news here. Dave, get us started.
0: This is some real stuff. Now, I've been wanting to pick this thing for a while, and that's not my nose. (laughs) Uh, I'm talking about Magic Piano by Smewell. Smewell, the best
1: developer name ever.
0: Not Smile and not Mule. No. Mix them together. It's Smewell. So Magic Piano, and you know Being an audio podcast i should probably load it up here on my phone so what this does is it makes playing the piano on your iOS device and other devices dead simple a shower of dots come down from the top of the screen and once they intersect with a line you press the screen kind of where the dot happens and it makes a sound and i will i will uh give you an example Nate let's see if you can guess this song okay can you hear it? Let me maybe turn it up a little
1: bit. Silence is golden. Moonlight Sonata, the interlude. (laughs) The Helen Keller soundtrack.
0: That's not okay. Oh, there we go. Oh, that was doing it. Now I feel like I have to restart it. (laughs) Okay. Okay.
1: Disney. Aladdin.
0: Yeah. there's somewhere in there on a magic carpet. I can't sing and play at the same time. Yes. I mean, nobody can do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> there's not a person on Earth Unless that can, you're Elton John. can play and sing at the same <laughs> yeah. time. So anyway, that's Magic Piano by Smule. You can uh, purchase little in in-game currency and purchase songs with that currency, or there's tons of free ones. And if you go back often, there'll be like, hey, sell of the week, you, you get a song for two credits and uh, you can do things within the game to or within the application to kind of earn credits. So oh, okay. if you do it right, you can Get a lot of music without yeah. ever having to pay for it. Nice. And they've got like Twinkle Star and Amazing Grace, just some free ones that you can play. And there's even some current ones that maybe the song promoter wants to uh, get out there. And okay. so they just say it's free this week yeah. or something like that. But if you enjoy playing the piano but are no good at it, like like I'm no good at it, uh, get this app. And you can spend hours just – it's relaxing. It makes you feel like you're really playing the piano when all you're really doing is kind of playing uh, – tapping out the melody. Yes. And you can set it to where it doesn't even really matter where you tap on the screen. You just – Yeah. It just that
1: works. Very Guitar Hero-esque. But now does it – if you're tapping where it shows you, is that actually – does it keep in tune where the keys word would be on the piano?
0: Yes. Okay. So the low notes are on the left side. And so – it gives you a very real sense of what it's like to play an okay. actual piano. And you could take the knowledge that you learned from this app and apply it to real yes. music lessons. Okay. It's it's very in alignment with how a real piano works. And they have a couple other modes that you can play where you're playing actual notes on the piano. And so you can dive a little deeper, but it's just kind of a, an audio toy that's a lot yeah. of fun. And I, I've spent hours just sitting in the living room. Uh, the wife's reading a book. The kids are playing a video game, and I'm just sitting there. Plunking out Tapping little tunes. Away. It's it's really kind of fun. It's free to use. And, of course, you can you can buy more songs if you like.
1: Very nice. Well, my pick this week is actually a callback to a couple of weeks ago. I picked dual displays, just having two monitors. Yeah. And there is an app. I've tested out a couple different ones. But I'm going to pick iDisplay. Okay. Lowercase I, big D, display. <laughs> and now this is an app which allows you to use your Mac or Windows computer, so either computer, and then you can use a iPad, an iPhone, an iOS device, or an Android device Mm. as your external monitors. You can, it says you can even do multiple external monitors. Now, one of the reasons why I chose this one is that it allows you, you can either do it plugged in, you know, your charging cable plugged into your computer, To do it that way, but you can also do it with Wi Fi. So I can show up somewhere, open up my laptop, open up my iPad, I open up the app on my iPad, and instantly it becomes a second monitor over the Wi Fi if they're on the same Wi Fi and super slick. The other ones, most of them, they require you to have your cable plugged in. Yeah. But I display. I like it now. If you go look at this on the Google Play Store, so how it works: it's free on your computer, and then you buy the app on your devices on the mobile Android device. or yeah. Apple. So you'd have to buy it twice if you had both Android and iOS devices. If you go look, the reviews are super low. Like on the Google Play Store, it's two and a half stars, hmm. and on the iOS, it's also two and a half stars. But. It's because people are
0: not paying attention. They don't know how to use it.
1: Yes. And also when a new version of iOS or the operating systems come out, sometimes they will break, um, in an update. You have to wait for a little while for them to work it out. So I think people just, they try it once and they're like, Oh, this doesn't work. Some of the reviews I was reading, I was like, this isn't, this person was not paying attention. They
0: weren't getting what they thought they were getting.
1: Yes. Um, so I, I, like just one of the – on the iOS store, somebody is using Windows 10 with their iPad. So that oh. a lot of cross-platform stuff here. Yeah. So it's you're going to run into stuff. Visual flickering. Um, <laughs> the, it now works on High Sierra, which is the latest macOS. There was yeah. a little while there where it didn't work, which is natural with a lot of these kind of um, tweaky
0: apps. They're, where they're all very hacky where they're – you know, wirelessly sending a second monitor display yes. to another device—it's all very black magicy yes. type stuff. So, it's it's no wonder that a new, like an iOS device, might break it, or a yeah. computer uh, update might break it. So,
1: but if you're in the market, if this is something that would be useful for you on the go, if you're carrying a laptop and an iPad. Then you instantly have two monitors, so for i o s it's i found this interesting it's fourteen ninety nine on i o s to purchase the app it is Seventeen ninety nine on Android on the Google Play Store. Interesting. So it's three dollars more. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because they have to support more
0: devices. Fewer people buy it on that platform. Yeah,
1: and um, whatever reason. But I display it's a yellow icon with two smiley faces kind of looking at each other. Uh, but I've had decent luck with it. It's not going to. You can't play games on the iPad. No. But when you have something that you want it. A copy of it. If you have a spreadsheet or something to put on the yeah. second screen. Or you park
0: your email over there while you're working on a yes. video project on your main computer. Something yes. just so it's there. It's really useful.
1: Uh, but if you already have these devices, for 15 bucks, you can have uh, really add some functionality to using your two devices together.
0: You can't even buy a crappy computer monitor for 15 yes, bucks. Yes, yeah. yeah. So. I
1: do some IT work every once in a while with a guy that he also does some work for an organization that i help out and he shows up with his laptop and then he has this external monitor that it's kind of it's made to be a portable one but you have to plug it into the wall and then plug a cable and it like boots up for some reason i don't know why weird and it takes him like 20 minutes to get that set up and i'm already done with whatever we're working on on the computer and he's just getting his whole desk set up mine pop it out, boom and I've got my office on the go, and
0: yours costs fifteen bucks.
1: Yes, yep. yes, exactly. So, and I think I might have even gotten it for free. They did a special. Yeah, you know, I have that app, for but I,
0: I bought it, I think, for ten bucks a couple yeah. of years ago. And both are apps. Both Magic Piano and iDisplay are cross-platform. They both work on Android and iOS. Yes, so that's that nice. Is
1: rare for us. <laughs> it we is are rare. Often iOS specific, yeah. and if you guys do have Android specific stuff that we don't cover. Let us know. We'll cover it. Or Windows stuff. There's Windows stuff. I work on Windows computers all the mm-hmm. time, reluctantly, but I do. I work
0: on moving all of my Windows uh, clients over to Nate. So that's <laughs> yes. that's working out. Yes. Um,
1: but that's going to wrap up episode 114. Keep sharing. Keep interacting on Facebook. Keep giving us your questions. We love them. We love doing the podcast for you guys. Now it's time to go tech better.
0: I have so much to share with you. And it may be more ab, apropos, apropos, <laughs>
1: apropos.